May only truth be offered here this day, and may only truth be received. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, the festival of Epiphany draws to a close the great 12-day festival that is Christmas. You all still have your trees up? What, I no? Someone said no? We don't. We took ours down yesterday, but I know that sometimes it disappears a whole lot sooner than that. But Christmas is indeed a 12-day festival that draws itself to a close on this day. And it is a rare year when the Festival of Epiphany falls on a Sunday. What this means is that we get to sort of celebrate this wonderful festival in, in all its glory and in all its power. And we get to do strange and weird things like write chalk on doors and stuff like that. Epiphany is the third most important festival of the church's year. And it is a day that most people who are faithful, we don't quite comprehend. So I want to look a little bit at what an epiphany is, in hopes that maybe it'll give us a sense of how we can celebrate epiphany uh, here and now. Uh, we, we do get to celebrate this together on a Sunday, uh, and it is the first Sunday of a new year. Uh, new Year's bring with them the, the promise of, of new beginnings and new opportunities and new ways to promise that we will improve ourselves. Mm -hmm. The popular practice of New Year's resolutions is something, is something I've never really indulged in. I've indulged myself, but I have never really indulged in this whole uh, New Year's resolution thing. But, but the theory of it, as you all know, goes uh, that, you know, seeing as it's a new year, it's a, it's a perfect time uh, to, to wipe my slate clean and begin anew with a project that will hopefully make me a better person. That's kind of how that goes. And, and all too often these projects are, are things that address certain flaws that we see in ourselves. Uh, and maybe we, we want to help change those things in us. I mean, many people want to lose weight in the new year. New Year's, uh, the uh, celebrations are over, the food is gone, uh, I'm going to lose some weight this year. Good luck with that. Some people want to try and quit smoking on a new year. Good luck with that. That's a good thing to, to try and, and, and help yourself do. They're, you know, uh, things that they know that would make them feel better physically uh, and would be healthy for them. Should I lose some weight? Yeah, I probably should. Will I? No. But in, in the life of the church, we often, uh, we often look at old things and maybe try them in new ways. Uh, and, and whenever I think about Epiphany, I always think about those moments in, in the life of a parish or in the life of a church when, when a collective group of people went, oh, oh, it's good. Oh, is that how that, oh, that's going to work. Oh, okay. There's that, that, that collective aha moment. That's what an Epiphany with a small e is. You see old things in new ways. And I remember really specifically a time when I was in, in uh, Niels Harbor and in Ganesh. We were, we were um, 
were struggling with how to, how to do their Sunday school because we never did it on Sunday. It was impossible to do Sunday school on a Sunday in that part of the world. And so we, we called it church school uh, up there. And it was, it was usually held on a Saturday, sort of Saturday morning for a, a couple of hours. Uh, and, but we were having trouble. We were having a lot of trouble kind of getting people to help. And we're, the parents were busy on Saturday mornings. And it was the day to do your chores. And it was really, it was not working out very well. And during our conversations with, with the parents, one of the parents asked a brilliant question. She said, why does church school have to be on a Saturday? And when I said, it doesn't, then all of a sudden there was a great shift in the discussion, and as, as if a, a light had gone on in, in a dark room. You mean it doesn't? No, it doesn't at all. What day would work for you? I said, I remember it very clearly. And we saw our way forward. So we resolved to do something a little different. We, we, uh, we abandoned the, well, we've never done it that way before. You know that phrase. Oh, yeah. Church never uses that phrase. <laughs> um, we abandoned that phrase, and we looked at it in a new way. We had an epiphany. So we resolved to do something different. Rather than Saturday mornings once a month for two hours, we held our classes on Tuesday evenings twice a month for an hour. This was an epiphany for, for us at that time. Uh, it was that moment when we all went, I see it now. I see that we can do things a little bit better. I can see better. You see, the Festival of Epiphany is all about seeing common things in new and wonderful ways and letting ourselves see them for what they are. Letting ourselves be changed by this this new and wonderful vision of the truth. Jesus was revealed to the world in the form of a small child, the form of a baby. God himself was made manifest within this world so that we could see the truth clothed in our own flesh. Jesus' manifestation to the world came so that we, we could be released from all that holds us back so that we could be set free from that which closes our minds to the greater possibilities of God. And in that manifestation, the world was able to make a collective, aha, I see it now. I see the way, the truth, and the life. Now I can go live it. This is the true power of epiphany. It is our opportunity to see Jesus for who he is, our example, our leader, our God. Epiphany is our opportunity to resolve ourselves to give all that we are with all that we have all of the time. The Magi, those wise men that Matthew writes about, who came, they were drawn to Jesus by the light of a star. They traveled many, many miles. It took them a long time to get there. And they did it to, just so that they could give gifts to a child who they realized was to be the king of the world, but not like any king anyone had ever heard of or seen before. 
This king was God with us and was to be the sacrifice of the world so that we would all be saved. And that's, that's what the gifts mean. That's what those gifts mean, as we just sang in that wonderful hymn. Gold tells us that Jesus is our king. Frankincense tells us that Jesus is our God. Myrrh tells us that Jesus will die for us all. So now, my friends, it's, it's up to us. Those of us who call ourselves Christians to, to go and tell the world that the epiphany is real. And that it can be part of our lives and the life of the world. And we do this by being lights that draw others to us. That draw others toward the light of the world. That draw others toward Jesus. We do this by making Jesus manifest in our lives. We do this, my brothers and sisters, by becoming little stars of Bethlehem in our own right. Each and every one of us can become a star of Bethlehem that draws people to Jesus. And when we do this, when, when we are lights of truth, faith, and love in this dark world, it is then that others will see us and have epiphanies of their own. And they will say, I get it now. Aha! This is why I I should invite Jesus into my life and be more than I think I can be. Give more than I think I can give and love more than I think I can love. <clears throat> to that end, let us pray. O oh God, who revealed your only Son to the Gentiles by the leading of a star, mercifully grant that we, who know you now by faith, may lead others to you, and after this life, enjoy the splendor of your gracious Godhead. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen.